Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today I am talking with author Greg Smith. What's up, dude? Hey! Oh, you know, the sky. <laughs> I'm sure that's been said a million times, but I'm going to say it one more time. Because I haven't said it today. Yet. Nice. <laughs> Start well, off with a six-year-old joke. <laughs> I've said it. I've said it twice today. So, like a five-year-old kid, and he thought it was hilarious. And then I said it to, um, to my grandma who is ninety, and she just told me I'm stupid. So, <laughs> so fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah, fifty-fifty. And well, and and with you, you're just like no. So uh, the cringe meter just went over a thousand. So. <laughs> oh, good stuff! Hey, I'm very excited to talk to you. I I feel like we've kind of known each other, you know, through the peripherally through the leftover army for for many years now. Yeah. Um, I I've I've read a lot of your stuff. Um. Uh, uh, especially a huge fan of the Starlight comic that you're doing right now, so I, I'm I'm just ecstatic that you took some time out to come on my show and 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 chat with me, dude. Oh man, dude, it's it's always cool to like to chat with people, to to meet people that I like met on you know through through the through the internet and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I I love whenever I get to to meet leftover people because it's like like I I missed I I, I missed the C two E two stuff and I can't wait till I get a chance to get back there. Um, it's been like it's been too long, too long. But it's always it's like it's it's super cool to like just chat with people. And I love the just how the Internet brings all of us together, all us weirdos. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, for being able to, you know, find a community of like minded people, you know, for for better or worse, in some cases, the leftover army is definitely one of those for better ones. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Like I, um, I, it was, it's kind of one of those like weird things too. Like I, 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 I might've said this before in to, to, to other people, but like I've, it was, it was like all by chance, like to find the leftover like podcast because like I plugged in my Zune. What a Zune. I know, right? <laughs> Zune. I love it. <laughs> I, I plugged it in and it, I, I went to look for podcast and this like cool logo popped up and I was like, Oh, what's this? I'll download this. And it was like early, like it was like relatively early ish. I want to say like under the hundred episode mark. So, cause I was like, Oh man, I'm getting in, I'm getting in early. <laughs> but, uh, it was like, um, again, like the Zune was like super old at the time too. So I was like, going in every day to work and like listening to a bunch of people that became friends. <laughs> That's wild, right? <laughs> in my ear, in my ear. <laughs> Who are you listening to? Somebody would be like, oh, just some friends that I don't know, but I really like them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would always like grab people at work and like switch from earbuds to like, you know, phone audio be like, Oh my God, you have to listen to this bumper or, you know, you have to listen yeah. to this host, you know, tearing apart this moron who wrote this shitty email. And, you know, <laughs> oh it's funny, fantastic yeah. stuff. My first episode was when they, they reviewed Deadpool. And, oh my gosh. and, and then I was like, I listened to the episode and then I listened to it again. And I was like, this fucking podcast is amazing. And, um, 
went back and, you know, listened to their whole back catalog up to that point, And I've been a huge fan, you know, ever since. And, uh, yeah. I, 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 God, I've gone back and listened to that Deadpool episode another couple of times. I think something just gets special about, you know, that first episode you listen to is something that ends up being treasured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like you find when you find that nugget of goodness, it just it's it just like, oh, hey, that's that's my that's my little happy place. Right. You know, <laughs> just I can I can feel the memories coming back. It's flooding back so fast. Everything's coming so quickly. And I, I don't. Is it? No, no. I'm no. Just warp speed again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. Uh, oh, that's awesome. I'm glad to be here, man. I'm like, like you said, it's like it's 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 just good to just catch up because like we 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 all go back and forth on on stuff and you know and just be able to just chat and stuff like that. And then also, I read this book this guy wrote, and uh, I find it interesting. He wrote a book about my dad main character frank smith i mean oh shit <laughs> i was like dude this is awesome <laughs> i didn't even know you knew the man this is like his biography right there stone cold killer frank is a total badass too <laughs> oh man how did you know oh that is too funny <laughs> yeah, I, I, my wife is my wife took the book she was like he wrote a book about your dad i'm like yeah she starts reading it and she's like it's not about your dad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is. In my dad's mind, it was about him, probably. <laughs> this is how dad would behave post zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would have. He would have just. He would have been. He'd been an operator like that, you know. <laughs> but oh, yeah, nice. No. I just I when I, I started reading it, I just I literally like I just I, I laughed out loud, like literally, like just like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Giving that character's first name Frank was my homage to Frank Castle. Oh, okay. That's that's even better. I mean not you know, I mean not even I mean not even better. I mean better than it better than it's my dad. <laughs> no, no. my dad also thought he was like frank castle so oh <laughs> uh, um yeah well, well i hope you liked it yeah, <laughs> i no, hope i, I did. didn't I did. do your dad's name dirty <laughs> oh no 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 did him just right <laughs> like, frank's got a pretty good story in that yeah do you ever do things as a writer though where like you create this character you breathe life into him and then you do horrible things to him. You make him go through horrible shit and you feel awful as a result. Um, yes. It's weird and stuff. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Um, the, um, my first, my, my first book, uh, the, the book series that I write with, uh, Mike Tanner, junior Braves of the apocalypse. Uh, we, we wrote a lot of that based on not, like there's snippets of our of our our youth in there, if you will, uh, both growing up uh, with scouting backgrounds and stuff like that, just knowing certain people and 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 stuff and and kids. And I got a message from my my buddy Dan one day uh, when he picked up book two, and he's like, he's like, oh, you put those guys from high school in this book, and then like 
later on in the book. And this is a spoiler, everybody. If you haven't read a book that's been out for a few years, um, he's like, like literally like a day later, he's like, you killed those guys. <laughs> you killed them. <laughs> <laughs> like not in a nice way either. Like in a fiery death, like dead in a fire kind of way. And I'm like, things happen, man. <laughs> and, and in that way, you had your own little cathartic moment when you read it or when you wrote it. When I wrote it. I mean, nice guys, nice guys, good guys, good guys. We knew them from Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, things happen <laughs> in books, in books, in books. Uh, I'm actually in the process of reading Junior Braves of the Apocalypse right now. It's it's on my Kindle. And uh-huh. and I'm I'm uh, what I finished the first issue of it last night and okay. dude fucking fantastic opening issue in it um, oh, I'm really you. hyped as soon as I finished it I've, I've got um, uh, two boys eleven and fourteen and right when I finished that first issue I looked at them and I was like you guys are gonna be putting this on your reading list because this book is really fun and I know you guys will love it um, oh. oh I've really gotten them into comics lately and they've just been crushing all these different titles nice. and so. Yeah, that, that's one that I'm sure that they're going to be stoked to read. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, like comics were my my gateway to books, um, if you will. I mean, my mom was an assistant librarian, but books were always hard for me to read because I'm dyslexic. So my dad was like, OK, this kid needs to read books for school. Uh, what can what does he like? He can he he likes comic books. But what kind of comic books can he read for school? So we went to the comic book store and the the guy at the comic shop at the comic book shop is like, oh, yeah, we got a, a bunch of these like books that are like school books, but in comic book form. So my dad went nuts like and that's awesome. And he just like he's like, all right, what's on the what what are you supposed to be reading right now? And I was like, well, like this book, this book, this book, you know, I think it's like Gulliver, Gulliver's travels, Moby Dick, you know, all the ones that like kids are supposed to read in elementary school. Yeah. The classics. And he's like, this is going to be too hard for you to read, but this won't be. <laughs> and man, oh man, let me tell you, my book reports are great. <laughs> <laughs> Very visual. <laughs> that is, you know, comics are one of those things that people can write off as like, Oh, that's stuff for kids. And it's like, no, it's really not like if, if you just have this, you know, cursory understanding of, of what it is as a medium and you've never actually picked one up and read it, or you only think it's Marvel and DC. Like it was a revelation to me when I discovered, you know, like image comics and the, the, all, what? The, all the wild amount of different types of stories and stuff they had there, like really blew me away. Oh yeah. No, no, that's for sure. Like I, I like, uh, my local shop that I, that I go to, like w- when I would go in, like they, they would be like, Oh, the image guy is here. <laughs> cause like, <laughs> cause like they knew that I wasn't going to be buying any, like the normal books. <laughs> that's know? awesome. And it's like, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's just like, Oh, they knew that if they, if they bought it, I was most likely going to buy those books and they didn't have to worry about returns or something like that because I was going to be picking up the run. So <laughs> I started both my boys off with invincible. Oh, cool. Good. Good. Yeah. That's, that's choice reading for a child. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, there's going to be scenes in this that are going to blow your mind because they're so bloody, but 
you play Grand Theft Auto, so I'm really not that concerned about it. It's like, really, there's nothing pornographic in here. And that's really the thing yeah. I'm more worried about because, I don't know, let's face it, living in America, it's, it's like they're, they're going to understand what fucking violence and stuff is from a young age. Right. And I mean, look, I, I will tell you as a, as a, as a comic creator myself, like, like going in and writing like junior braves, I was like, Oh man, we can't do this. We can't do this. I'm like, uh, like at first. And, um, my, my first editor at Oni was like, um, guys. And I was like, Oh, this is going to suck. Cause I wrote, a, we wrote a bunch of stuff, we wrote a bunch of stuff for like the first, that like into the, like the first, like, I want to say like 60 pages of it and i was like oh he's gonna tell us we can't do it and he's like so um this book is really popular there's this book out that's really popular right now and um i don't think you guys are gonna have any problems with whatever you do it was the hunger games (laughs) and it basically opened up anything we wanted to do because as soon as they started killing kids in the hunger games it's okay. I guess you can you you can disappear a child in in Junior Braves, <laughs> <laughs> and and nobody's gonna bat an eye. <laughs> so, so what were some of the first comics that like you really like? What were some of your first loves in comics? Uh, okay, so so you start your kids out with uh, with Invincible. My my dad and my uncles. Uh, started me out with Howard the Duck. So, um, nice. like, uh, you're worried about pornographic and stuff like that. Uh, I, I think Howard the Duck and H.R. Crumb books are, like, the books that you don't steer a child to. <laughs> but that was, like, literally, my dad gets out of the military, and that's what he has. My uncle gets out of the military, and these are the books that they have. You know, they're, you know, like this is what they, what they've been stockpiling that and like some old Spider-Mans and stuff like that. So like, so those are the books that I, that I, that I start reading. And then, um, you know, like being a kid that loves spooky stuff and, and or anything like that, like, I'm like all about house of mystery. Uh, you know, I, I'm going after any of the tales from the crypt books because, you know, those look really cool. And those are like definitely, again, not books that you want a kid to be reading necessarily, you know? So my mom was always like, kind of like, what are you reading? Dude, where'd you get it from? Oh, <laughs> Uncle Rick gave it to me or dad gave it to me. Oh, okay. I guess if they gave it to you, it's okay. Not really looking into the book itself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I read a lot of not. You know, and then again, like, you know, that that just those those things opened up the gateway to like, you know, some of my favorite authors like Stephen King or Richard Bachman, which is the same guy. What? <laughs> um, no, I remember reading fucked up like as a little kid, like we could go into the library and we knew what page on what Stephen King books to like read the sex scene and then like oh, tee about it. <laughs> I, there was OK, so um, the Red Badge of Courage was the book you're supposed to read as a kid in school. But there's this other book that is similar in title, but it is not the Red Badge of Courage. It is a total like housewife. I'm sitting at home and going to read this while the kids are at school, like love romance book. And (laughs) I ended up getting that because I I'm dyslexic and I got the book wrong. 
go to the library, go to the public library, grab this book. The librarian's looking at me like, are you sure this is the book you're looking for? And I'm like, this is the book that I was told to get. Check it out, read it. And I'm like, wow, my book report was not good. (laughs) (laughs) But I was very, very popular on the playground. (laughs) Very steamy. (laughs) Yeah, so I I wish I remembered the name of the title. Um, It was like Red fern or something like that i think hmm. <laughs> now, I, rem- I remember look- that though from being a kid though like you know you, like we knew where those naughty parts in certain books yeah. were and oh yeah dean Koontz books man those are like yeah, dean Koontz had some wild shit in there too man it, and they're they're dark messed up like stuff like you're like oh oh this is this is some weird stuff should i be reading this but i want to finish the book but i and i have to finish i have to read this chapter this is i don't think i should be reading this and then you feel like you need to take a bath or a shower because it's like so you feel dirty yeah <laughs> yeah now i went through a dean dean like when i first started reading him it was dean arcoons and oh, he's dean, since yeah, dropped dean. the r <laughs> yeah yeah well, the R was for rated R. <laughs> I remember there was a book he wrote uh, called The Voice of the Night that I thought was really fucking great. And it was about this like uh, kid, little kid sociopath that was uh. like the, the popular kid at school. And mm-hmm. this, this other kid moves into the, the small town that they're in and kind of befriends him. And, uh, and then he comes to realize that this kid, Roy, is like a total fucking sociopath. And he tries to, I think the other kid's name is Colin. And so Roy tries to get Colin to like help him uh, roll this junk car down this hill so it'll collide with this train and derail it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know this book. Yeah. Yeah. And so then Colin tries to like, you know, kind of out Roy, but then Roy's got everybody convinced that Colin's on drugs and being crazy. Uh That book was fucking wild, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I read that when I was just in middle school, and what they, he had that one uh, Watchers where the people like Watchers, were regressing, yeah. like into like, uh, or no, that was Midnight. Midnight was the one where people were regressing into these like werewolf things. Yeah, yeah, Watchers was the one where the With thing the dog, escapes right? from the lab. Yeah, the yeah. dog, and the other thing comes out of the lab, um, and it goes to the farmhouse, and the lady like, oh, it's a whole, it's a whole mess, and the yeah, guy, the, the smart dog that they name Einstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's like there's some a... monster that's like genetically paired with it, so it like seeks out the dog. Yeah, and it's like hunting the dog, but they they're they're together. Yeah. So yeah, they, the it's other fun. one that... I haven't thought about these books in forever, Greg. This is exciting. Did, <laughs> did you ever read Lightning? I don't know if I read Lightning or not. What was that the was... plot for that one? So the plot is um, this this lady keeps having all these bad things happen in her life, and like it starts when she's young. Um, just like all these different bad things that you could imagine, just like progressively getting worse and worse and worse as her life goes on. And there's this guy that just keeps showing up and he's trying to like, it seems like he's trying to help her. And all of a sudden, like at one, but it is like always a storm that happens and lightning strikes. And then this guy shows up and at one point, everything, like, I think I, I want to say, um, it goes back and like he ends up like stopping one instance and everything gets better. Like everything gets better in her life, but then he disappears. But that's because like basically like in the future, 
he falls in love with her and then realizes like all these terrible things that happened to her. So he goes back in time to try to stop like the oh, Terminator. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But he like, he, he, he makes the time machine or something. I can't remember. It's been so long since I read this. Like it's like junior high and like he goes back and like tries to stop all these things from happening. And then I think he ends up getting killed, but like basically like stops the cycle. Huh? No, I definitely a, didn't read that one. That sounds pretty interesting, though. Yeah, it's really good. I, I was like, oh, this is really, it's really good. But it's also like, there's a lot of dark stuff in it. I was like, oh man. Yeah. It's like, uh, I like, I want to say, I, I want to say, like, one of the guys, like, he's trying to like stop this guy, like, that's after her, and like the whole entire thing is like, this guy has this like, this whole entire, he's like a, he's a psychopath. He's a, but he's also a hitman. So he's like, I, I want to, but it goes into some very dark detail about like how he kills people with a hammer and everything. And it's like, and that was like, after reading that, I was like, I, I feel really gross. <laughs> I, feel, I feel really gross after, after reading this. And it was like one of those things where like, I, there's, there's only a couple of times, like I, I watched like that, I read that. And then like, I watched the movie Gummo and I was like, oh man this is like, I, I gotta like this, this movie is like, I feel, I feel really gross. <laughs> I, I never watched gummo, but I watched kids like m- m- several times and uh-huh. friends were like, Oh you gotta watch gummo. It's the same guy. And I'm like, if it's a guy, any sort of the same vibe as kids, I don't want to watch it. I, I don't want to watch it seven them. times. <laughs> well, I was yeah, se- probably more than seven. When I was a kid, I, it wasn't until I was older that, that I really realized how fucked up of a movie kids really was like, like I knew I understood like the really fucked up parts, you know, uh-huh. of the movie, but it wasn't until I watched it with adultized where I was like, This entire oh. movie is fucked up. This entire yeah. none of this is okay. Not just like the really bad things that like stuck out to me when yeah. I was a teenager. But it's like no. fucking everything about this movie's fucking terrible. Like these like these everything... kids are fucking savages. It's it is pretty is pretty rough. Like I remember, like I I watched it a handful of times too. My roommate and I had the kids. We 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 got the poster from the video store because they're like, just take it, just take it, please. <laughs> <laughs> so we took it, we put it in our living room, and people come over. Oh man, that's awesome! I think we like booted a copy, and like people come over and we watch it all the time, and like that and Clerks, like those were like our go to <laughs> yes. movies and stuff like that, and like. It was like my first year in college and then like this girl I dated, she was like, this is, this is disgusting. And like, it was like, I think at that moment I was like, oh, why? And then she like broke it down and I was like, oh yeah, I just like, I mean, but then again, like at the time, like my buddy and I were like skateboarding dudes and we just like you know it's like oh it's just like normal it's like life <laughs> no <laughs> that know? that was the way me and my friends looked at it too like we were all like the skater kids in this small town and it's like yeah but none of us do anything like what these kids yeah, in this movie no. are doing but we're lo- we're watching this like hey, these are our peers you know obviously telly's a real piece of shit and and, yeah. and casper's a total piece of shit also but yeah. but it's like no you look at it and you're like no almost no, every character every- in this is a giant piece of shit. Yeah, like, except for bad. Chloe Savigny's character, who's like a victim on several levels throughout the yeah. entire movie. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, totally. No, Gummo though, if you haven't seen it, you should, it's a, it's a great, there's a lot of takeaways from it. And I mean, you live in the Midwest, so I mean, why not? <laughs> That's probably why I don't want to watch it. It's because I'll be like, Oh, <laughs> I, I know too gonna, many of these people. Well, 
I'm not gonna lie though. Like I, I'm, if you ever, if 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 for anybody listening, and you're like, oh, I really wish they made a sequel to Gummo, just flip on TikTok, and <laughs> I mean, you're gonna find you're gonna find at least like two or three videos that are gonna be like that you're like gonna you click on one, you watch it, you're gonna get ten more. So I mean, that's how the algorithm works. Uh, so it's just like you're gonna get that that sequel you wanted, you just didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> And it's horrific. <laughs> uh, that's one of those apps that I've still successfully managed to keep off of my phone. Cause I'm like, I get distracted already. Like I have all my social media apps as is like uh-huh. on the third page of my iPhone it, in a subfolder labeled fucking don't. And, and I still like, just like, you know, thumb swipe, thumb swipe, click up. Oh, there we are. Now you're re- now you're browsing through Reddit again. <laughs> like, there you go. And it's like, See, oh, you should be spending this time to write or do something constructive, Joe. Why are you wasting your time on this? But uh, I don't know. I'm drawn to it. And I know TikTok would be a fucking black hole. Oh, it is. It, like, I'm not like, uh, so like I went like I, I, what happened? Like, so a year ago we were doing something at the shop and I needed to, clear some space and off my phone i cleared a bunch of stuff off and ended up deleting that app and when i went back to it it wouldn't let me log in as myself and i was like why not and it made me start a new one and i was like okay well i'm done with this so i never went back to it well i get a new phone a couple days ago and lo and behold i i open up the app and it brings up my old profile (laughs) so it's back on my phone will i use it i don't know but there were there were a few moments where it was like really helpful like in the sense of like oh i'm at a convention and you know there's something cool i want to like see and somebody else is like there and they're they did a thing and i want to go see this thing so (laughs) i'm gonna go see this thing or whatever so that's kind of well that's where it makes sense but or, I know I yeah. wouldn't be able to keep it separate. <laughs> I know, I know, and that is the tough part. You got to keep them separated, just like the offspring said. <laughs> you know, you if just have at the to. time we would have known in the mid nineties that they were going to be talking about TikTok. <laughs> they were so correct in everything they did. I mean, he's a PhD for crying out loud. Of course, he's right. <laughs> just, um, that like, Dexter <laughs> dude's a PhD. Yeah, dude. I have Look no idea. He's like, he's Dr. Dexter. <laughs> he's, De- he's Dexter of Dexter's laboratory, I was just going to say, I remember the show about his laboratory. <laughs> this is no joke, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I knew that Tom Morello, he's got like a PhD in, yeah. in uh, political science from like Harvard or something, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, fucking impressive. I think he. Ta- I think I read that he taught himself how to play guitar, also, which is even more impressive because that guy can that shred is... in a very unique style. Yes, yes. I mean, there's no Tom DeLonge, but <laughs> the guy who's just... super into aliens now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing his episode of the Joe Rogan Experience years and years ago, and I was like. What the fuck is this? <laughs> the guy from Blink One Eighty Two is way out there now. Oh man! So I, um, like, oh man, I can't remember what year it was, but it was at San Diego, and he was doing his like, uh, um, he had a comic book out, and my buddy was working at the booth, and he's like, oh, oh, 
I'm going to get you into the, into the panel. Cause like, it's going to be, it's limited space. So let's go, let's go, let's go. And we go and I'm like, and then all of a sudden, like in the middle of the thing, he's like pitching the comic book. So people know what it is that they're, that, that he's talking about. And he just stops and it just goes off on aliens for like 25, 30 minutes. <laughs> and every, like you see all the, everybody in there is just like, what just happened? <laughs> It was it was the beginning of that phase. Was this comic was... book about aliens at least? No. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> I it was like about um it was like an anime like a maybe it was kind of like aliens but not really like aliens. Like you know, not like not like the aliens he's talking about all the time, but more like a Mac and me alien. No, I'm just joking. Not that. <laughs> uh, like a more like a like an Akira type in a lab alien. Gotcha. Huh? Not if Akira is like an alien, like another dimension, you know, wormholes, those types of things. I don't know. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I was. It's always interesting when a celebrity does a comic book. It is interesting. You're like, tell me more about this thing that you're doing. The one that really blew my mind was when Keanu Reeves was, um, he did that Berserker book and it was like on a Kickstarter. And I was like, why does Keanu Reeves need a book on a Kickstarter? He's got fucking Matrix money. Um, Funny, funny. But I'm ignorant, so I don't know. That could just be the low hanging fruit, Greg. No, no. Funny that you bring that up. Because uh, Starlight Issue 2, we dropped the Kickstarter for that. And uh, that was the same, it dropped the same day Berserker dropped. And oh, shit. <laughs> when they launched that Kickstarter, and we had a pretty strong following for Starlight, and we were we were doing all the buildup and all the publicity and everything like that. And, and, you know, we were like, we were looking pretty good out of the gate for like the first like two hours. And then his his launch like two hours later it was almost like a vacuum (laughs) it just sucked everything out of it and it was like what just happened oh no where did everybody go they all went over to here and then and then at that point that was like when also the world like kind of like went topsy-turvy set on fire everything else you know it was like the same week and it was like oh okay so we're are should we stop this from I mean, like, we're we're nowhere near where we we need to be. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> and uh, we just we just rode it out like a bad roller coaster ride, you know, where you've already threw up and shit yourself. So you're like, <laughs> you know, was that the one that Travis is. accidentally launched early? I was thinking one of those that he accidentally launched early. No, that was actually the one that that was the one right after it. So <laughs> that one made me laugh. So, so that was the follow up for the one. So the one that didn't go well, he launched early and he launched it early and he was like, guys, he he messaged and he was like, I was on the I was on the Kickstarter page and I was I was doing some changes and it, it was like, do you want to accept all these changes? Do you want to, you know, like post this and he was like yeah i want to i want to accept all the changes i want to post this and then it was like your kickstarter is not alive and he he's like 
calling us at three in the morning and he's like freaking out and he's like i don't know what i did i don't know what i did oh my god oh my god guys private meeting right now and like it's a pretty private meeting right now it's three o'clock in the morning dude what's going on and like you know brett uh woodelli the the artist he's like just let it let it go just like the last one we'll see what happens and it was crazy because like everybody was like expecting it to come out a couple of days later, but there was a bunch of people that were like, Oh my gosh, it dropped early. We're jumping on this now. And we're watching the funding like come in and we're like, Oh my gosh, all the money that didn't come for the last one, you know, for, for when we launched book two the first time is now here and it's, it's actually working. And we're like, okay, cool. We're going to, we're going to do this just like we were supposed to. So we start to do everything and, um, you know, like they're like, all right, we're going to like watch, we're going to watch star Wars. We're going to watch all the star Wars movies. And I don't think Travis and Brett remembered how long, like all the star Wars movies together is. that's That's an undertaking at this point. And so they tapped out after, we, we start with episode one. Okay. Nice. We start with episode one. Of course you start with you. He wanted, he wanted to start with episode one. And then they remembered that number two was not their favorite. So they, <laughs> they, they jumped off. They're like, we're doing a live stream and they jumped off, but I didn't realize that everybody was gone because my, my, my computer and everything else wasn't like connecting. Right. So I'm sitting there on the live stream talking to nobody there because they're gone (laughs) and wondering why no one is chatting with me about episode two but like brett took off to go get burritos or whatever and travis is like i'm going to the gym because i hate this movie and you know i'm just sitting there and i think like david our editor was like i you know i gotta go to school i like he teaches and stuff so he's like i gotta go to school i can't (laughs) i can't do this so he's like i gotta go guys and uh so i'm just sitting there by myself chatting it up and my grandma's looking at me like what are you doing in the living room by yourself on the computer and i'm like i'm watching you know watching star wars she goes i know why (laughs) who are you talking to she like she thought i was crazy um and apparently i was because no one was there so (laughs) that's excellent it went well though it went well yeah dude that's i i fucking love starlight i love that what you guys got going there i've i've loved it since issue one uh my my name is proudly printed in the yes. back uh, of of each issue and and will continue to be <laughs> oh we appreciate it man we appreciate it do you have a favorite character who's your favorite character thus um, far? uh uh probably um your your female lead um of course i'm, I'm totally blanking on her name right now Sarah, Sarah, there we go. Um, I'm really, really intrigued with with what's going on with Sarah, especially with the revelations that were in issue three. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, I think it's a re- very fun concept for a book. And I don't, those revelations in issue three really blew my mind. Um, I, I don't want to like say anything and like spoil anything for anybody that, that might read it. But Issue three, you, you learn a lot of stuff about really what's going on with these characters. And you're kind of learning it at the same time as this other uh, character, like like this television journalist that's <laughs> kind of uh, not like un, like willingly along for the ride. And so, right. you know, you're kind of in the, in the same you're kind of in the in the same 
mental space that this guy is where, you know, as the reader, you're along for this ride too. And you're learning these things just as he is. And I think that's a super fun narrative device. Um, he's a funny character. I, I like his quirk that he just wants to have a cigarette in his mouth because it helps him, <laughs> helps him think. And, um, uh, the, the big brother character is really great also, especially with mm-hmm. the revelations of what happened with his powers. Um, uh, and also, I mean, honestly, dude, you guys had me at space cat pirates, like, oh, b- yeah. Before issue one even <laughs> dropped, I was like, okay, that's a sentence. Those are three words that I've never heard strung together before. So <laughs> I got to nice. see what they're going to do with this. And no, the artwork in the book is fantastic. Your character designs are great. The color work in it's really good. And the story has been really, really fun so far. And I like the way it's been presented. So thank you. Um, fucking it's... love Starlight, dude. Love with it. You love what you guys are doing with it. Oh. It's, it's been a, it's been, it's been one of those things where like, and I don't know if you, if you've heard the, the, the story about how I like can, it came together and stuff like that. But for anyone, oh, no, please. That, like I, I, I have to regale this because it is, it is, it is so random, but like in a, it, it is very like, if you've ever met Brett or Travis, um, they're very, they're very chill. Brett's very chill. Travis is Travis is Travis. That's the best way to describe him. Uh, Travis is the uh, uh, the rave king of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, um, I would say self-titled, but he's not self-titled. That is just, I mean, he, when, when I was younger, he threw the most, the, the, the most sought after best parties uh, around town and uh, had the, awesome. the, the best club in, in Seattle uh, motor and uh and it was like you you knew you're if you're going to a webworks party it was going to be a good a good time you were going to have a good time um so uh it's just like i've 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 known i've known him for 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 a while in the as a periphery like you know like oh hey that's this guy i'm doing a thing at this club that he is part of but i'm like cuz i i used to um in my previous life <laughs> like i was i did uh uh burlesque stuff uh and uh dj'd and other stuff like that so like oh, that's i was wild. always a- around yeah i know right i've had many i've had many hats i was a professional <laughs> clown it, it oh i had that in my notes to ask you about that at some point too <laughs> oh. oh yeah we'll, we'll get back to it you get you, you ask me all the questions but uh, so 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 Travis is like I mean he's just he's kind of bonkers like uh, like um, we'll we'll be on a trip together like we've gone to San Diego a few times uh, for a comic con and he's just like hold on a second like we're we're like walking out of uh, a place to eat or something like that and he's like hold on a second I gotta take this call um, and it's a it, he's still he's still working parties and stuff like that he still knows people in the industry uh and they're like asking him questions like how do we do this who do we call you know that kind of thing and he's like all right yeah um we'll we'll get this done you know make these phone calls and stuff like that and he's like i gotta work on this really quick hold on so <laughs> it's like he's always he's always moving right so <laughs> he's like he's he's kinetic uh so he and brett decide they're gonna they're gonna road trip down and hit burning man brett hadn't been before travis has gone a few times and they're gonna go and and do the burn and they're like you should come and i'm like i can't i gotta work right you know and like it's just like that's i can't just like take off for a week it was like like i i felt like at the time i couldn't do it right 
Yeah, I, no, I, I can relate like, to that. I feel like I, sh- I like now I just like, I, yeah, dude, I should just go do it. <laughs> but, but, uh, anyways, so they go, they're they're down there, and uh, you know, obviously, like I, they're radio silent for like you know seven days, and then as soon as they hit a spot where he can call, he's like, dude, we came up with the most amazing idea. And when I get back to Seattle, um, we're going to coffee and I'm going to tell you everything after I write it out and just give me three days, four days, whatever. So like two weeks goes by and, <laughs> and, he, and he calls me back and he's like, I'm ready. And so like I, I go meet him up for coffee and uh, he gives me like this 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 manuscript. It is like giant. It is like imagine the 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 dictionary that they give you in elementary school that's like got every word in it and it's like bigger <laughs> than your head big. He's like, here you go. Tell me what you think. And I'm like, I don't know if I have enough time to read. Excuse me. Sorry. I don't know if I have enough time to read this. And he's like, um, you'll make time read the book. <laughs> so <laughs> I sit down. I'm like, okay, I'm four copies into this. I'm like reading the, I'm like, get to a point And I'm like, I'm like, I, the look on my face, the look to him. I'm like, I, I love everything in here. This is amazing. And he's like, you really like it. Brett and I came up with this while we we're at the burn. What do you think? And I'm like, uh, I think if you guys do this, this is great. Um, fast forward two months later, he calls me up and he's like, um, Brett and I had a talk. Uh, we know that you like this. We know that you, you really like the story. You said you loved it. You actually had a moment where you, 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 you like had tears in your eyes because you like you, the emotional connection to, to the story. Um, nice. Would you like to come on board with us while we do this? Because I need help. The funny thing about Travis is he's been he's been writing for a long time, uh, but he's been a ghostwriter the whole time, and uh, he's the guy that fixes things for other people. I'm getting a call from the guy that fixes things for other people to help him <laughs> fix his thing, and I'm like, wait, what? You, you're you're calling me to fix your thing? This this is not how it works. I don't <laughs> fix the thing. I'm not the guy that fixes the thing. I'm the guy that, that thinks of the crazy idea and then somebody else fixes that. That's how Mike and I work on like junior <laughs> braves. I'll come up with the crazy thing, throw it at the wall. Mike forms it into a nice ball of clay that looks like a nice good sculpture. And then, you know, Zach will draw it up and it looks really pretty on the page. And then we have a book and, and Travis is like, I've come up with the crazy idea. You need to fix it. Brett will draw it. And then we have a book. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is this. He's like, come back to coffee. Let's sit down and figure out what we need to do. So, again, we meet up and we go through everything again and start to, you know, start to lay down the groundwork of what becomes the starlight that you you know and you love. Um, the the crazy thing is, is that uh, the character that you're talking about, our Geraldo Rivera esque type character, um, Roger, he was very minimal when we started this, uh, when Travis gave him to me, he was like, I, I got this guy. Um, but I don't know what to, you know, like how he, he, he's there, but I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. And I was like, I'll write him, I'll figure him out. <laughs> so he's kind of <laughs> like, I, I, I took a look at what Travis wanted to do 
with him. I knew what Travis, the direction he wanted to go. And I had a feeling of, of, uh, Travis's mentor, uh, uh, Burl, uh, who is like, um, he, he, man, the man himself, uh, if, if you've ever read a, um, a, a saint book, uh, Burl has probably written it. Uh, he, because he is the guy that writes the same books. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, uh, he, uh, I was like, you've written Burl, but you don't want it to be Burl, but you want it to be Burl. I've met Burl. Let's do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so kind of like made him not Burl, but Burl-esque and Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs> issue two is fantastic for that character too ah he he comes to life in in three and four for sure and as as the book progresses as you get him through the rest of the arc um all the way to seven i mean like it's gonna it's you're gonna you're gonna see like everybody everybody go through all those phases and stuff like that and it's a journey it's a it's definitely a journey um oh, your big bads in this book are fucking way freaky too oh Dude, I hate spiders. I hate them. I hate spiders. <laughs> They're so kid, freaky. Okay, as a kid, my my dad would like, but the my my summer job, and I hated it so much. Uh, go clean up the doghouse. The doghouse had spiders in it. Ugh. He gave me a hammer to clean out the spiders with a hammer. <laughs> um, so like, I dislike spiders. Spiders are great. They, they do a lot of good stuff for the environment and everything like Who that. Who gets so They're... many hammer to kill spiders? That's insane. <laughs> My dad did. <laughs> Not a broom, like a nice was... long broom that you can sweep them away. <laughs> he was five into a sixer at the time, you know, what can you say? Uh, so, um, he gave me a hammer. I'd go smash, oh, smash spiders for a while. Uh, come back with spider gunk all over the place. And, um, but uh, so so when we're when we're coming up with this, like the three of us were like, OK, what's the worst thing you can think of? And it was like space spiders. What's the next worst thing you can think of? Like critters. What, like if you took critters and spiders and put them together like that is that is like, you know, like what these things are like. Right. They're, totally. They're like <laughs> giant spiders that have like a hockey mask and they shoot critters out of their ass. You know, <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're they're terrible, man. It's like it's the worst. So it's like, I mean, they're all the things I hate. But I love because I, I mean I'm looking at I have two two uh, two amazing critter um, toys I don't know toys they're not toys they're like awesome artwork pieces in my room <laughs> so. but uh, you know like because I love scary stuff but also I hate it <laughs> so oh yeah critters are fucking freaky too. Yeah, dude. Little fur, little round fur balls with teeth. <laughs> They're the worst. And, you know, Easter's coming up. So, I mean, Critters, <laughs> critters is like totally an Easter's movie. <laughs> so, I haven't seen that movie since the 80s. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So good. It's classic. But, uh, yeah, no. So, like, we just we got to town on, you know, writing it all up and everything like that. And, you know, we've all had a lot of different things. And it was funny, too. Like, when we launched the first launch it was like literally the beginning of the pandemic. And we're like, is this a good idea? I don't know. 
what do you do? I mean, we can't we can't make the world stop. <laughs> so I mean, we got to make this comic. We've 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 committed to it. So you know, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. But but we we got we got really lucky too. I mean, like we got uh, David, our editor. He's he's fantastic. He's he's gotten some great education out of doing this as well as like doing some great classes and workshops with amazing folks who have worked with all the big two and stuff like that. So like he's gotten a lot of knowledge uh, with them. And then, you know, like obviously Brett, like he's got, I mean, just troves of books under him that like, you know, this, this book is like one where he gets to really like just cut loose, do what he wants to do. If you've read any of his other stuff, um, it's, it's always like super dark and this one's like super bright and colorful just you know the kind of thing that he's like oh hey i want to play with this i want to do this i want to add light to this i want to you know make it like that and do this but i also want to put some dark in here but i want to make it crazy <laughs> so and then we got we, we we lucked out i'm not sure if you if i'm sure you noticed but like our lettering game has has jumped up from like book one to to the next books because uh tom warren has has come onto the team and if you've ever read a spawn book um, he's like a Guinness world record holder of, of comic book lettering. For, oh, wow. Like, like every single book in the spawn in the spawn books. So, uh, he's, he, he was one of those guys that like, we're, we're like, Hey, um, we know that you're, you're kind of like, you're not do you're, you're, you're still, you're still in the game, but you're, you know, like, would you would you even consider this? And he's like, well, let me take a look at it. And he's like, this looks really fun. This looks like the kind of thing that I that I that I used to really enjoy. So let me play around with it and let me let me give you guys some critiques. And he has been a wealth of knowledge. It's like it's like getting an education just just talking to him and 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 having him like tell us what he thinks about stuff. So it's like I my writing has become better talking to somebody who letters like he does. And then, you know, having Brett as an artist, because he tells us, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, when you write, make it like, you know, write like this. And then Tom's like, you know, when you write, bring it down like this. So my writing with Travis, we've gone through and re-edited the books to fit what their parameters are. Uh, more so than what we care, you know, like, you know, our right, who cares about our words? You want to see the art, <laughs> you want to, you want to see what it looks like on the page and you want it to be, you know, you want it to read really nice. Right. So. So are, yeah. are there notes like having you kind of tighten it up so you're not having to put as many words on the page, but you're still, you know, getting the same story across. Yeah. 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 hundred nice. percent. And then, and then David, like with his, uh, after he gets out of the, you know, after he had done his workshops and stuff, he came back with like, Oh, Hey, this is what I think that you guys should do with this. And this is what I heard from this person. And, you know, this is what I think it's, it's more, he's, he's become more, uh, as opposed to, again, like he leveled up as well. So like, I, I think like, as you start to see like, you know, book four and book five, like, it's just going to be, like is this the same are these the same guys like i know that they've done other stuff but are these the same guys and now it's (laughs) us it's we just you know we get better with time we're like we're like a fine wine we age you know or brandy or whatever you know 
Yeah. <laughs> well, in in anybody like pursuing any sort of craft, you would think over time there there you know if you're charting this out on a line graph, there should be an upward trend. <laughs> you know, there should in, be. in terms of you know your craft that you know if if you're doing it in a conscious manner, you know you should get better at it over time and especially if you're working with a team like that i'm a big believer in uh you know steel sharpening steel i a hundred percent but i mean i've watched steven seagal movies (laughs) well like i said you need to be conscious of it that guy is ruled by ego he goes into it thinking he's awesome (laughs) and i I, I go into everything thinking i'm awesome yeah but Seriously, <laughs> there's no voice in the back of your mind being like, oh, I don't know, man, you need to do better than that. Because like, I know for me, that's that that little oh, voice yeah. of doubt is that kick in the pants that like reminds me to not get complacent. And we've like, had this talk. You and I have chatted. We've we've we, you and I have had this conversation in in I am like where, you know, over the last year where it's like, no, this is like the this is where our, our we are our own worst critic as as 100 percent. Like, we will beat ourselves up over our craft and tell us how tell ourselves how bad we are. I'm writing a a, a, a special project, a, a, a thing I a NDA says I can't talk about, but uh, <laughs> outside of the fact that I'm like <laughs> I'm working on, and I'm like I every time I'm like, is this is this a good idea? And it's like, well, they think it's a good idea, so it must be a good idea, and. They know more than I do. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> okay, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, generally the people with the NDAs are the people with the money. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, well, no, the people that are side that, that, that give them to you, yes, they have the money. I have no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> the people handing out these NDAs are like, yeah. we like this, we have money. And so it's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and you, you really, you, you seriously want this thing? <laughs> this is like, I, I don't, I don't know if I took my nighttime medication or my morning medication when I came up with it. <laughs> I think it was my nighttime medication in the morning. And I came up with this idea. I don't know if that's a good idea. You like it. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, whatever it is, whatever it's going to be. I can't wait to check it out, dude, because so far I've, lo- I've loved everything I've written, everything of yours that you've written that I've read, I've, I've really enjoyed. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad you didn't read the other thing that you haven't read. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm saying that to be like, I'm still, I'm still working my way through junior Braves of the apocalypse, but I can't imagine it's going to go down. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I just joke. I like, I, I, I will say like, I, you're right though. Like as, when you look back at stuff that you've done in the past and stuff like that, you can see where you've grown as a, as a creator, whatever it is that you're doing. If you're an artist, your art style gets better. If you're a writer, your writing style gets better. If you make movies, your movies, your movie making gets better. Everything that you do gets better. If you're a podcaster, your podcast get better because you know, when you start, you're like, am I doing this correctly? I'm talking into a garbage can on a string because I think that it amplifies my voice better. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I mean, that's like everything that we do, we, we always, we hopefully get better. You're right. You know, hopefully get better. But I've read, I've read some stuff that I wrote when I was younger and boy, oh boy, huh, garbage fire. Oh I my wrote, gosh. I, I uh, found a bunch of notes that I wrote 
when I was in my 20s, and they are hilarious. <laughs> they are so fucking funny. They're so oh. fucking self-righteous. And it's like, oh, my God. I, like, for a split second, I set it aside, and I was like, I'm going to read this on the podcast. And then a half hour later, I was like, no, you're not. And I threw them all not. in the garbage. <laughs> no, you got to keep them, man. I have a whole I, – I literally – like, I have I have a um, – a, like a file cabinet. Yeah. A file cabinet. Oh. I used to have them in a tub, like in a big Rubbermaid tote. And my wife is like, what's in that tote? And I was like, notebooks. And she's like, yeah, you're not moving that tote everywhere. Put it in something else and then get rid of all the garbage. There's a lot of garbage in it. I'm sure. <laughs> so like I got rid of the garbage quote. Unquote, you can't see my air quotes, but quote unquote garbage, which, you know, like half the binders were full and half of them were not or notebooks. And, you know, I, I kept all the, the, the good stuff. And, yeah, I used to write songs or stuff. <laughs> and I kept some of those. They're fantastic. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I think I kept one scrap. I think I found one little scrap where I was like, okay, th- this is somewhat applicable, like, still to the narrative that, that I'm writing here. I'm going to keep this one. But the rest of it... I, I'm thinking I'm probably threw it away because I was like, there is nothing of value in this. But maybe in retrospect, I, I should have kept it. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, like then again, I'm also I'm also a giant pack rat, too, when it comes to things like digitally digital. Digital stuff is terrible because like you can just like save a hard drive from an old computer and you're like, oh, oh hey, yeah, I've got all this stuff. And it's like I open it up. I'm like, oh, my gosh what was I thinking when I wrote this? <laughs> why did I, why did I make this crappy movie? What, why didn't, what did I do? Talking about that. I'm like, I might actually post something that I, <laughs> that I made in my, in my, in my twenties because I, it is actually not too bad, but it's like not so great, but it's a nice, it's, it, it's a nice reflection of like, Oh, Hey, this is where I, this is where I started. So if anybody wants to go and look at something that is like bad, <laughs> maybe not bad just like you know oh hey this is this is where you can start and this is where you can end up <laughs> you know uh this is like it's 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 nice to it's nice to see that i had friends that were like willing to um support something so silly <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's the other thing too is like just having you know making sure you got like a network of people that are willing to support you whatever it is that your project is that you're doing that's like that I can't emphasize that enough, like for anything that you do, like if I didn't have people that supported my dumb ideas, crazy endeavors, wild hairs, whatever you want to call them, I, I don't think I would ever have tried to do anything that I do because like I, there was so many times where I, I had people tell me that's dumb and why do you want to do that? And I just stopped. And then all of a sudden, at one point, I had a group of friends that were like, let's do it. Let's let's make this happen. And I was like, OK. And it gave me that like that that feeling of like, I can do this thing that is really dumb and and stuff. And it was it's 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 kind of like a weird empowerment type thing where you're like, oh, hey, I feel really stupid about this, but I'm going to do it anyways. And then you go and you do stupid stuff like that. And then it builds on it. And then you don't feel so dumb anymore because you're like, oh, hey, people actually want to do these things with you and they're having fun with you. And that's all that really matters. If you're having fun when you're doing it, then 
that's really what matters. Oh, that I mean, that's got to be the the sweetest reward right there that, you know, you're doing something and it's, you know, it's work, but it's also enjoyable. So it just yeah. makes the satisfaction you get out of it so much better. Um, that That's kind of like the boost I got from, from the leftover army, like finding oh. that community because I had, I wrote, I become death, I think in like maybe 2009. I don't know. There's a okay. date on the last page whenever I finished it. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I, I, I like sent, you know, went through the whole process of like trying to get a literary agent and sending it out and getting rejections oh, and stuff. And yeah. so then it, it sat for a while and then I, I discovered rock climbing and got totally distracted by that for nearly a decade <laughs> of my life. That, and like, yeah, that's a, that's, that is an endeavor right there, man. Rock climbing. That's a, that'll suck your time away. <laughs> it did. Time, money, yeah, <laughs> focus. Cool, money. <laughs> it was like, yeah. that was like practically the only shit I cared about was training. And then the next time I was going to get out and climb on real rock. And then eventually I got injured to the point where I couldn't train or climb outside. And, uh, and, and that's kind of when I discovered, you know, like the, the leftover army and stuff. And, it, it really kind of worked out because then it was, I was like uh, being really inspired by all these other creative people and it felt like a safe space. And I was like, well, okay, I can publish this digitally. And mm-hmm. then like a year later, I figured out how to publish it in print. And then a couple of years later, I figured out how to do the, the, the audio book of it. And it was yeah. like that, that having that supportive community around me was the, 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 the real fire that helped get it going. And and yeah, now I'm working on another project. I can't get wait to get that one out and do it. It's I, I want it. It's it's so it exciting. Hands. It's so exciting to work on a project, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It oh is. man, it's it's crazy how like like an injury. You think like an injury will set you like injury happens and it sets you back from like the things that you are enjoying at the moment, but it gives you that time to focus on the other things too. I mean, like I don't know. You, you wanted to you wanted to know about the clowning and stuff like that. Like I can I can kind of break into a little bit of that if you want. Oh like, yes, please. For, like I, uh, let me segue for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, so so like for for a huge chunk of uh, the early two thousands, I was a professional clown. Um, people were like, how did you get into professional clowning? Well, my family owned a circus, <laughs> so. Um, and uh that's wild this, dude that had to be this, wild when you're a kid to just be like yeah family well, has a circus well it was a long time before i was uh, so my my great-grandparents on the circus and they sold it to these two brothers who um ended up like becoming super famous and uh, <laughs> i think it i was might during, know what you're talking about <laughs> it was during the depression when they sold it so i mean they sold it for pennies on the dollar they made no money <laughs> but uh um so they became super famous, uh, but uh, the um, Barnum and Bailey brothers bought their circus. They were the 34th acquisition because it's in the museum and uh, I've gone to the museum and my great grandfather's posters are there. Uh, but uh, growing up as a kid, like we got to go to the circus whenever it was in town for free. You know, everybody knew my great grandpa, everybody like he, he was Yankee Smith. He was he was he was a guy. He was an old uh, like Vadi. He was he was known and stuff like that. Uh, him and him and my great grandma were were like a vaudeville act back in the day too. So like everybody knew them. Everybody like you know they were they're kind of like circus royalty or whatever you want to call it. And uh, the, so the joke the joke was always that Greg's gonna run away and join the circus someday. And 
I almost did go to circus college um, instead of going to a real traditional college. But um, so, what exactly is circus college? So, circus college. Uh, there's uh, down in Florida. There is a cir- there, there's circus college. Uh, well, there's a couple of different places you can go to, but the big one uh, that a lot of people have gone to, like Steve-O from Jackass and stuff like that, uh, have gone to, is the circus college down in, in Pensacola. Uh, I want to say Pensacola, Florida. It's in Florida. It is. Um, so it's uh, the basically where they used to do all their off season stuff uh, for the circus. They bring all the animals and stuff like that down there and the people would go train and they'd learn different things. Right. So you would go and learn an act or, you know, become, you know, you'd go do clowning or trapeze or whatever you would, you start out, um, as rust about and work your way up and do other stuff like that. Uh, as a kid, uh, my dad and my uncles and stuff like that also used to rust about carnivals and stuff like that. Um, because it's just what they grew up doing. You know, like they, they did it more as like a side thing, like, you know, oh, what, it's a weekend. what was the word for it? Roust about. Roust so, about. Okay. So what's yeah. that? So circus or a carnival comes into town and, uh, they need people to set up and run rides, games, whatever. And, uh, that's, that's the guys that are, you know, they, they, they show up and they do all that stuff. <laughs> they, they set it up. Okay. And, uh, so, um, they're the setup crew, the setup crew, the cleanup crew. Um, uh, also to my great grandfather or my, my grandfather, uh, had a, um, for a while out on the coast of the, on, on the East coast, um, back in Connecticut had a, uh, um, what was it like a trampoline and, trapeze type setup so people could go and train out there and stuff too so like they did that during the summers and then they sold it and then they like he got a got a real job got a (laughs) got a got a got a got a a real job uh and then um and all but like so anyways as as a kid like i was there i was joking like i'm gonna go off and do that because i was very i was very shy but i was also very performative (laughs) So like I'm, 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 uh, one of those people that's like, sometimes I'm very shy, sometimes I'm very like out there and I don't know what, why, um, why I'm like that. Maybe it's just cause I'm an only child in a large family. So I feel like I have to be like on <laughs> to, to like, <laughs> uh, you know, like get a, get food at the table or whatever, you know, it's like, uh-huh. uh, no, I any- can relate my, my, I'm very much like that too. Like sometimes I'm very extroverted and sometimes I'm very introverted. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Like I, like whenever we had like a, a large family function and stuff like that, like I'm part of the Smith families that are like 300 Smiths show up. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, and it's like, Oh, I want to get a hot dog, but I, I don't want to ask for it. You got to ask for it, kid. You got to get it go up there and get a hot dog go get a hot dog (laughs) give me a hot dog (laughs) how many do you want kid five because i don't know what i'm gonna eat next (laughs) my pants and walk around you know doing dumb stuff but so anyways like i i go i go do like the normal college route or whatever and you know and then i get done and i i go and work like a like a, a a joe job or, you know, like a, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, Mr. Whatever. And then I, things just, life happens, you know, and I'm like, you know, I see this ad 
and uh, there's a circus, not a circus. Uh, there's a there's a clown school in Seattle, and uh, they're they're looking for people to come out and you know try out and see if they would be a good fit, and uh, and and do events and other stuff like that. And I was like, well, I'll go try it out. I I got clown blood in me. I you know I got, <laughs> I got circus blood in me. I could do this. So I show up, and you know, like they're doing, they they go through a whole entire thing, like it's audition process. It's like you got to audition, you got to go through this thing. And like, it, it was like going through like American Idol with, for like people that want to be clowns or performers. How many people and, like, would they like let in for like they, a, they a class or whatever? Like a hundred people show up and every week it keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And like, you know, this thing is like going for like, you know, like the initial thing is like, like six weeks long. And by the end of it, there was like 10 of us. And oh, wow. I was like, like I get down to the end of it and I'm like, holy crap. And then they're like, you're going to be paired up with these two people. These, these are your, these are your, your, your clown mentors, your clown guides. So I go off with Roro and Trixie the clown and they become like my, my clown parents. And, uh, <laughs> basically like I spend Roro a summer with and them. Trixie. Yeah. So I spend a summer with them. <laughs> And, uh, and basically like from that, like I go through my clown graduation and which is the, the crazy part is, is like, this is like back in the day in MySpace. So like I meet my now wife on MySpace, um, and she, that's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) So, so she, she and I meet and, uh, like she, like our, our first date is like kind of like one of those awkward dates where like, we're like okay we don't know if we both want to like meet up or not but we're gonna meet up anyways because she thinks i might be funny and i'm like well i i'm halfway there to the place so i might as well just show up and so we sh- I, we both show up and then she's like i gotta check your id because i think you're too young because i look really young <laughs> and she's like oh you are your age <laughs> and i'm like yeah i'm my age she goes okay well cool because i wanted to go do karaoke and stuff like that and i didn't know if you could actually go to the bar so <laughs> i was like okay cool so um so we go and we we go do our date and then like i'm like okay well the next time you want to hang out is my clown graduation it's because your clown graduation and i'm like <laughs> yes yeah, so um do you want to come to my clown graduation to meet my parents, which is also awkward and weird, but also kind of fun. And she goes, I've never been to a clown graduation. So why not? <laughs> so she, so she comes to the clown graduation with me. <laughs> and it was kind of weird, but also cool. Um, and then she moved away, <laughs> but um, that's a, that's, that's still part of the story. So I go and that, you know, the rest of the summer I, I hang out with, my clown parents Roro and Trixie and we, they teach me all sorts of stuff. Like, you know, all like, you know, all the, all the ropes of, you know, magic tricks and take me to different stuff, uh, different events and other things like that. Birthday parties, um, big corporate events, all, all the different things that you can imagine. And um, they teach you how to we, fit into like a VW bug with like 12 other people. Kind of, sort of, right. You know, <laughs> so awesome. like, and, and you know, they, <laughs> To, to mix it up a bit, they sent me off with a couple other clowns that they work with to to go and, you know, get some different training and see how other clowns operate to see how they, you know, because you got to make a clown bag, clown box, whatever. You got to have, you know, all your gear. Um, so we put my costume and everything together. You know, I go through a couple different renditions and everything like that. We do a couple different big, like I said, big corporate gigs, like, you know, for like 
Microsoft, a large airplane manufacturer up here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, <laughs> like, they all do their uh, makeup you know. different too. And it, are they like yeah. trademarked oh, also? Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing too. It's like I had to go through this whole thing, do my makeup um, and you got to make a face like, and I, so I come up with like three different characters, right? Um, so I have my, like uh, my, my clown white face, which is my Cecil face. And so all the kids love the Cecil face. Cause that's like the clown white traditional clown face and it's super cute. And it's like, you know, I got a little boy, like, um, uh, like, a, like a little boy look right to me. And I've got that, like the, the bull cut haircut and everything. And, you know, with like a, you know, my wig and everything it looks like that. And I got my like chef pants and suspenders and like frilly shirt and everything. This is my first rendition, you know? And then I got this other clown and he's he's my goose clown, and this is like the 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 less makeup, the more like we say like uh, European style clown, just like more rouge on the face, just the the outline of the lips and everything like that. The you got the nose still, uh, but less makeup. And this is the one that you go if a kid is afraid of clowns, or you're going to an event that like they're not sure if they want a clown, but they want a clown. And then I have like my my straight up like adult clown, and this is this is Uncle Flapjack, and Uncle Flapjack. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> is <laughs> Uncle Flapjack? He he actually. So I, I go out as Uncle Flapjack a couple times to some places, and he's the guy that ends up like I. So I end up doing like the birthday and the corporate gigs, and then Uncle Flapjack shows up at. Uh, like a bachelorette party type situation. And then he's the guy that ends up getting like roped into doing burlesque shows because, and, and doing burlesque events because he is everybody's like creepy uncle clown. I'm like, imagine like a, a Bob Hope hobo clown um, kind of looking guy, <laughs> you know, like kind of like a dirty face a little bit. Right. I got the mustache, I got a little bit of a mustache going on, a little bit of a dirty face. I, I'm wearing like a shark skin jacket and I got a crumpled up hat and stuff like that. I just kind of look, I'm, I'm, I just look like the kind of guy that you would see on a park bench reading a newspaper, but with a hole poked out so I could see the ladies walking by. <laughs> right. That's awesome. And, uh, and that's, I mean, that's, creepy, but awesome. <laughs> so, so that's, so, so, so that's the guy that uh, that gets gets asked by uh, Miss Indigo Indigo Blue of the uh, Indigo Blue Burlesque School to come and start doing uh, as her as the like clown guy for all the different shows that they're doing and stuff like that you know like for her <laughs> girls and stuff like that uh, for her ladies I should say ladies that that perform. Uh, back when I was doing this. And so I started going out and I'm like the, the foil in the crowd being the creepy guy and stuff like that. And I end up on the stage with the ladies doing a little thing and everybody's like, Oh, take it off. Mr. Clown, take it off. And I'm like, no, oh, take it off. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I might take a little bit off. And you know, <laughs> then, then I help the lady. And then I, you know, I pick up all the clothes and stuff like that, but I'm the underwear guy, you know, so I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's, it, it was it was goofy and fun and then sometimes people would recognize me like because you know my voice is kind of distinct ish some like i show up at a party and i'm like hey how's it going and they're like i've seen you before but you were different 
you're not going to do that funny stuff, are you? I'm like, I'm here as a clown. I'm doing the funny stuff. And they're like, no, the funny stuff we saw at the uh, at that club. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you were at that show. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. that's I'm, I'm here for the kids' party. <laughs> Different clown. Different clown. Different outfit. <laughs> Different outfit. You see? You see? I'm going to make balloon animals. We've seen your balloon animals, mister. <laughs> Different party. No. So, uh, so I do that for a couple years and then, um, so was, was Stephen King's it like really terrible <laughs> for like clowns? Uh, you know it. So, so when I was, when I was performing, it had come and gone. And then the new, the new Stephen King, it came out after I had already, um, quote unquote retired, <laughs> hung up your big uh, shoes. Well, I never, you know, you never really tire. It's like, you know, <laughs> once a but, clown, uh, always a clown. Once a clown, always a clown. Uh, <laughs> I love blood. it. <laughs> but uh, so, so uh, my, my now wife um, at the time, uh, we were, we were calling each other. She was like, oh, I really, you know, I really do miss you. You're kind of funny. So you should come down and visit me. She'd moved from Seattle to Portland and for work. So I would do a clown gig or, uh, I would DJ at a, at a, at a rave or I would like do, I would do something in the evening. And then like, as soon as I was done, I would like drive down to Portland, sometimes still dresses as a, as a clown and, uh, <laughs> and be driving down in my Toyota Privia, uh, down to, down to Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon, a couple hours away and, uh, and show up at, at her place and be like, I'm here. Let's do something this weekend before I have to go back to work in Seattle and do birthday parties again and stuff. So like we did that for a year and then she was like, I wonder if you could be a clown down here because you should just move down here. And I called around and sure enough, there was a clown office down there. What? A clown office? I know, right? <laughs> the first time I've ever heard that phrase. <laughs> so uh, I, I I talked to the talked to the fine folks down there and I I transfer I I I I can't say I I, I leave Seattle because I, I still am performing a, a, they, I I'm I was still getting calls from the Seattle area. I was still getting like, oh hey, we had this guy he was really great. You know, he was, he was really good. I, I did, a I, I had a pretty good uh, rapport with a lot of different, uh, uh, folks up here because I, I also, um, aligned myself, I guess, with like spectrum kids because I have a, uh, I want to say I'm pretty much like right there. Like, you know, I have ADD, I have like other stuff. I, I understand, I have an understanding. I have, I have relatives that are spectrum. So like, I, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? I start reading all these books and figuring out how to like work with kids on the autism spectrum and stuff. Oh, that's incredible. And, and doing all the different things I need to do to be a better clown for those kids. So there I'm getting calls to come back up and do shows up here, uh, in Seattle because you know there's there's schools and stuff like that that want me to come back up and perform because those kids are like he doesn't come and scare us he does this he you know he he will take off his nose he you know he goes i do all these different things and stuff like that that make it like you know like that other clowns just don't do like i take off my wig for the kids <laughs> you know because uh -huh. like because like 
I need to, they need to see that I'm a real person. They need to see that I have hair just like them and you know, whatever. Yeah. You're a person you putting know. on a performance for them. Yeah. You're not some alien. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does, it that makes sense, it. you know, it, especially if you're performing to kids. Yeah. And you know, but, and definitely, and, and especially kids that, that are trying to put all the pieces together that makes sense for them. Right. Because having that disconnect, you know, not the disconnect, but just like, if your brain is wired differently and you're trying to put all the pieces together that so it makes sense and so it's not scary or weird it makes it makes it a much more enjoyable experience right so um you know i just want to really make sure that, that was something that was available and you know so i'm doing that and i'm coming back down to portland so I, 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 anyways i moved down to portland and i'm i'm working down in the clown office down there and i i'm doing this like the biggest little leprechaun event or like I, I, I start still walking. I'm doing all the different stuff. I, I'm, I'm up in my game, right? I'm leveling up. I'm doing all these different things. And then I have a still walking incident and which sounds really ridiculous, but uh, I, I fall and uh, oh, no. I compress my spine oh. and uh, um, it uh, I'm, I'm pretty young at the time. So I jump up. I'm fine. Everything's great. I go to a party. Like I go to another event right afterwards. And uh, the kids want to play musical chairs. I'm doing musical chairs with the kids. And somebody decides, oh, I'm going to pull the chair out from the clown. They pull the chair. And if they had told me, I would have been prepared for it. They did not tell me. And uh, I had fallen on the compressed spine that I already had that I didn't realize was compressed. And it compressed it even more. And when that happened, it basically like um, it it broke something in my SI joint. And then also um, just like all the jelly beans that are inside your spine, like a couple popped. (laughs) So uh, or or it got like really far out there where they shouldn't have been. And uh, the next day I woke up. And I couldn't walk. <laughs> so oh, no. uh, my my now wife, then girlfriend, was like, I'm taking you to the doctor. She thought she thought I was joking at first because like I got up and then I fell over. And um, she's like, stop, stop clowning around. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't move. I can't move my legs. I don't know what's wrong. I, and I, I commando crawl into the bathroom cause I had to go to the bathroom really bad. Cause like if you've ever had a back injury or if anybody has had a back injury that's listening, then, you know, if you compress your SI joint or any of those other things and, uh, you, you basically like lose control of everything. And, uh, I, yeah, it was a very, it was, it was not fun. It was it was like I like that description earlier where you throw up and you shit yourself all at the same time. Oh, that um, sounds terrible. Yeah, so I uh, I was like I uh, I think I do need to go to the doctor. So she loaded me up in in the car, and I think I like I laid in the back of the car because I couldn't get into the seat, and like she you know like hobbled me out there and got to the doctor's office, and he's like, yeah, you're you're broken. I'm sending you to go get an MRI. So they send me off for an MRI and they're like, yeah, you're, you're messed up. So, um, I ended up like waiting because it was a mess of insurance because at that point, 
uh, it was like, who's covering this? Is it, is it like LNI? Is it my insurance? Is it the company? Is it like the people? Like who, 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 who's responsible responsible for fixing me? Cause I'm broken and I, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't do anything. So like I go through a year of like laying on a futon and just like watching whatever's on TV. If I can reach the remote control and a lot of it is like, like everything terrible daytime TV. And I don't even think like there was no streaming services at the time. So it was like, I'd had no, no options. (laughs) So (laughs) Just at the mercy of daytime programming. Yeah. Yeah. And on a lot of like pain medications, I was like messaging people all the time and like, you know, like coming up with crazy ideas and stuff like that. So like, thankfully my friends were nice enough to respond to me. Um, my buddy, Mike Tanner, uh, responded to me a lot during that time, uh, for, for like all my crazy ideas and stuff like that. And you know, that was ended up becoming the Genesis of, of junior braves, but oh, like, I love it. So I like, and, and, uh, like yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But my my wife, like she's like, we're getting married because I don't know how long this is gonna take, and I need to get you on my insurance so that you can go. Like now, you can get to like a dot, like get everything taken care of. So my buddy, who was a uh, who who was like an ordained minister, came over and married us on the futon. <laughs> and then and then like i think like i i i mustered the strength to get up and go get married in her sister's backyard so so the family could get photos but uh so then like is that the pictures where you're like in your clown gear yeah okay i've seen those on your facebook page those are incredible so so that was like my last generation my last generation is a cl- my last generation of clown gear uh which when i when i retired i actually like hung that jacket and everything back up and um i i don't i don't have it anymore sadly did you put it in a, in a glass case like jason todd's robin suit in the back cave the, I, th- I think it was set on fire <laughs> oh no <laughs> no it wasn't set on fire like i um the <laughs> just like it just was retired um but uh so like like i said like mike and i just texted back and forth like all the time and i was watching i think like at the time too my dad was like oh you should watch these terrible sci-fi movies i bet you and mike could write a better a better thing than this because my buddy mike and i had gone through a whole entire writing program uh when we were in college but had never really like we had we had gotten to the door a few times, if you will. Um, uh, like we had submitted slam dance. We're finalists. Uh, we were with like, uh, Fox 21, like they were reviewing stuff that we had written. And that's when the writer strike had happened back in the early in like 2006. Oh shit. And they were like, Oh yeah, we're not taking any new writers right now because everyone's on strike. So it's like going to a party in high school where like the parents show up and everybody turns on the lights and like, they're like, get out, get out. And we're like, Oh, this sucks. So, you know, like we're sitting there just like, Oh, what are we going to do? How do we, you know, like, (laughs) where do we go from here? And, you know, like, so I'm super medicated and I'm like, we could totally write a better movie than these terrible sci-fi movies that my dad has me watching. And I just start texting him and he 
he's responding back and forth with me and it's like i don't even realize what time it is because like i'm pretty i'm gonna say i'm pretty messed up at the time i am on some pretty strong pain medication and my ideas are full stream of consciousness like hey here's this idea i got this crazy idea and i think it's probably like two or three in the morning um and he's he's just responding back like it's no big deal uh i did not know he was actually in a car on his way to uh las vegas for for rollercon uh he used to be a roller derby referee and he was in a car with a guy that used to do photos for the la derby dolls when they were living in los angeles and uh like both of them and they were talking about everything that I was texting and they were like this is really interesting and the guy driving was like keep asking you more so like i just kept writing and all of a sudden like the next day he's like yeah the guy that i'm writing this writing in this car with uh he's moving to go be an editor at oni press and he wants to take this to them because he thinks it might be a good story. <laughs> That's incredible. So it was, yeah, it was, that was, that was the, the Genesis of junior Braves. It was just like a bunch of random text messages in the middle of the night while I'm messed up and he's in a car with nowhere else to go. But to <laughs> listen to me ramble. So yeah. And, uh, they, they did like it. So <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, so no. when you did Junior Braves, did you do it an issue in a time or did it did it come out like that whole volume one was released? So it was all it was all done as volume one. Uh, but when when we put it out, they they decided to break it up for for Kindle reading and for putting it onto the now defunct. Uh, um, uh, what I want to call it, like. What is it? It's it just died. Is the the comic book app uh, comic? Uh, oh, Comicsology. Comicsology. Yeah. So yeah. I was not it. happy with the changes. Like that's how I do the majority of my comic book reading. I was right? not fucking happy with the changes they did on. Oh that. yeah. No, no. I you and my my co-host for for Funny Book Forensics, and he was like, "What the fuck?" Well, and also <laughs> they changed the app, so all of a sudden now, like I have an old iPad four that the only uh-huh. reason I have it is to read comic books. Yeah, all of a sudden I open the Comixology app and it's like, oh, this, you need to update this. And then you go to update and it's like, it won't work on this, on this, you know, this old of an iPad. And it's like, motherfucker. So I had to go out and buy like a brand new Kindle Fire 10 uh, just to read fucking comics on their shitty that fucking app. Sucks. That sucks. <laughs> and it's all janky and doesn't read right. And you're like, who built this? And they're like, we did. Yeah. They they did not do a good job with their app, but they're still getting my five ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it'll get better. Um, I hear, I hear, I hear it'll get better. I mean, that's the word on the street. It'll get better because enough people are saying, "Poo on you, you guys, <laughs> dookied on us big time, like a giant bird flying through the Ponderosa, um, <laughs> like barbecue." place and a giant <laughs> dump on 12 year old greg's hamburger and then greg looking at the bird wondering why there's a bird inside a restaurant and then looking at his hamburger and saying there's now bird shit everywhere and <laughs> the school trip i was on said that's your hamburger <laughs> <laughs> i still love the idea of comiXology unlimited though because it's like it is 
so the amount of comic books that I read every month. Yeah. You know, at that and like like speaking of that, like J- Junior Bray's volumes one and two are on yeah. unlimited right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you can just jump on, read them when you want, and it's, don't it, have to. It's so I mean, accessible. And but it's like if only and it's like, why did you take that good app and fuck it all up? But hopefully they'll fix it. But who knows? I mean, I I'm a big fan of books that go on a shelf. But I mean, <laughs> well, I just uh, like, just, dude, I was like, I have a closet full yeah. of fucking boxes of comic books. And after a while, my wife was looking at me like, oh, like, really? And it's like, all right, I, I totally get it. I would have just switched to digital. And then also it was like, I went to, I went to Germany in 2017. I think uh-huh. I took like 10 or 15 different trade paperbacks with me and my carry on weighed like a fucking ton. Oh man. <laughs> and yeah. now it's like, oh, I've got like every comic book now on this little fucking Kindle. And I... you know, so I don't know. It's. I got sucked in with convenience, but dude, every time, like earlier when, when I reread Starlight, you know, cause yeah. those are physical media and it's like, Oh, this is great. And Oh, speaking of that, your packaging yeah. on Starlight's fantastic. Oh, I love that you, you guys put the heavier stock on the cover really shows yeah. you, you take that extra little bit of care in giving somebody a really quality book. We, so we went through a, we went through a local public, like a local printing uh, house and we went and talked to them uh, it's just down the street from where Brett lives. And he was like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. This is what I want the book to look like. This is, this is the look, the feel. And they went through a couple different things and he was like, this is it. This is the winner. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want to have in my hand. And this is what I know that everyone else that's going to get, this is going to want. So, uh, being able to just like go down to a place and do that as opposed to, I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot of Kickstarter books, uh, that come from other printing places. And it's like, you, you know, when you, when you hear that it's coming from certain places that print, you know, that the quality is going to be like this or like that. And I think like it's, most of the time, like I'm going to say like 80% of the time it's going to be good. And there's like 20% of the time where you already know that it's like, do I want to back this book for the, for the physical copy or just the digital? Because do I really want that book? Cause it's going to feel like, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like I've had friends that are like, Oh, I went through this place and I'm like, Oh, did can you get your money back? Can you? Cause I don't know if you're going to like the quality of it, but that's just me. That's just me. And you know, they're, they've, they've said, Oh yeah, I didn't really like how it came out, but I mean, and that's just, you know, it, it's, it's a preference, right? But then again, you know, it's it, everybody, some people might like that. They might like the, the feel and stuff, you know, there's a, I don't know, there's a certain feel of a book that you might like and you're like, Oh, Hey, I like the way it looks and feels. And that's why you buy it. But I don't know. I just write them. <laughs> and I read them. And I got a whole, like, I got, like, like, like you, I got a closet of them that, uh, that I've read and that I've kept. And then I've got a whole entire bin of them at the shop that I, that I, that I've bought that I, I'm selling back to other people. I'm like, <laughs> nice. not, that, not that I don't, not that I don't like them, but just like, I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, I want to put this, it's like catch and release of a fish, right? Uh-huh. It's like, I, I like the book and I think that you'll probably like it too. And I think that, you know, like if I'm, 
if I read it and enjoyed it, why not just get it back into the world? And if you're not going to go find it on Kickstarter, at least you can find it here and then go find it on Kickstarter or wherever on Indiegogo or whatever, you know? So there's, there's that. My wife is like, why'd you put this in the box? And I'm like, because there's some, there's some dude that's out there, like a weirdo like me, that's going to find it and, and want it. And they're going to be super excited. They bought it for a dollar. <laughs> so <laughs> You know, and then they can go then they can go find it on Kickstarter and pay the thirteen dollars for it, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the next one, you know, whatever it is. Uh, I've got just... so many random number one issues from uh-huh. from back when I was when I was doing number one comic books. Oh, yeah. Because it'd be like if I was in there, if I was, you know, that's when I was getting physical books. And so I was in the comic shop fairly regularly picking stuff up. And if it was like, oh, OK, yeah, Brian or Rebecca, or, you know, rotted you know, put this on the list. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and just grab this too. And I'll check it out. And there would be times where I'd be like, Oh, you tricked me, industry. You got my three ninety nine. <laughs> I'm never buying the rest of this run. Why? Oh <laughs> there's something in here I don't like and I don't can't put my finger on it. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have I have my fair share of those books too. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, it's just you. Got, that's the thing about comics, though, is like it is. It it's it's there's a, it's an accessible price. I mean, even though it keeps going up every year, it's still an accessible price to try something out. It's like renting a movie at Rest in Peace Blockbuster or Hollywood Video, if that or Video Update or you know Family Video, or whatever. If you're like, oh hey, I, I've never seen this movie this movie before. I know Vidmark might be terrible, but I, I think I want to try this out this weekend. And you're like, oh, Robot Jocks isn't that bad. You know? <laughs> nice, Paul. <laughs> I, I do what I can. I do what I can. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, it's like, you know, I just, that's, that's, I, I like, that's what I like about comics. And that's what I like about there, there's, there's so much accessibility to getting into comics and or publishing uh be itself uh or in small press into press or whatever you know with kickstarters or indiegogos or any of these different things that are out there um you know people can do these things and get their get their work out there like you did like we're doing with starlight like we're like uh if you're from if I mean, I know that you're familiar with Starlight, but Starlight is uh, under Overcast, which is our group of us. We created Overcast Comics and we had people come to us that were like, hey, we like what you do. And would you put our book out? And we're running another another Kickstarter right now, uh, Battle Grapple Rebel, uh, that Mike Tanner, my co-writer for Junior Braves, he uh, he was like, I wrote this book and I did it with our, our buddy. Don Wynn and uh, our other buddy Dave Wheeler and uh, we want to bring it to you guys and and have you guys put it out and it's crazy because we we put this out just a few days ago on Kickstarter and it funded like 100% and now we're yeah it's like if you like space cats you're gonna love space wrestling because this book is bigger and better because we get crazy in space it's all about one man who's trying to find his dream, but it sparks a revolution. 
That's a great voice. <laughs> well oh, done. <laughs> you know, it's it's my it's my wrestling promo cutter. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it's 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 a book that like it was one of those things that came out of uh, uh, Mike and I were doing a, a pitching podcast, and he was talking about like, oh, you know, if there was a a book where this kind of type thing happened, and it was just the idea that was that was in the back of his head for the last couple of years, and then. I was like, what are you going to do with that? And he was like, I don't know, man. And then like a year ago, he started writing, you know, he, he wrote it all out the whole entire arc. And then our buddy Don was, uh, was like, I'm going to draw it for you. Cause I think it's really cool. <laughs> so they started, they started working together and, uh, they brought Dave Wheeler in to do inks and lettering and like, and he's like a dude that just loves wrestling to begin with and stuff like that. So it's like, no brainer to have like a team put together of, of those guys, you know, to, to work on this. And like Don's art is like just bar none great. And it's like, if you, if even if you don't like wrestling and you just like, like hot guy thirst trap, then like, you're going to be like, Oh man, these dudes look like awesome. And it's like, you know, or you're like a lady that's just like, I want to look at like nice looking dudes. Like Don draws <laughs> nice looking dudes. I mean, you know, I got no judgment. I, I look at the pictures and I'm like, yeah, it's looking pretty good. I mean, I watch glow and I understand why he liked wrestling, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, it, it, I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to get people this book because it's going to be one of those things where you're going to, you're going to really like the story. You're going to like the hook. Uh, if they, if they hit their stretch goals, which, uh, are, are definitely on the rise like you're gonna you're gonna get color which in wrestling is get some blood but it, you know for us it's you know get it in color but you're gonna get that that blood too you know so. <laughs> nice so you know it's 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 kind of cool it's like it's it's kind of neat to see all this stuff come into life and everything like that and you know there might be a tie-in later on with starlight you know who knows because you know it's in space i'm just saying i mean <laughs> you know space space cats space wrestling space space you know there's it's big it's 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 ginormous we don't know what's out there you know and where where things end up so who knows who knows <laughs> you know overcast comic books is uh it's a thing that we're that we're trying to do <laughs> so that's really awesome and and it's so cool that you got other people coming to you and you're getting these other books out. Um, that's exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, and then like, we just, uh, that was like, this is like book the, the first book of like someone coming to us. And then we just, uh, brought on another, like an anthology series, uh, uh, from creator John Horsley that is like, um, how do you describe it? It's if you like, if you're a fan of something like uh, um, Supernatural, then his Einz Anthology book series is something that's going to be like, oh, what? It's a whole entire book series based on this family called the Einz family. It spans generations, kind of like my clown family and, uh, you know, my, my circus family. And they they basically have ties to the supernatural world and some are good, some are bad. And it's their different experiences and how they work within that realm and world and each story in that anthology in this, in this anthology series, I say series because there's uh, we have book one, 
in-house and we'll be putting out book two uh once we can once we can get everything kind of worked out but um we're super excited to have that because travis and i have stories in in book one and we can't wait to move move into into the second book and bring more life to those stories and tell more stories with those characters because they're very rich and the the artwork and style like every every bit of it has some great um great difference if that makes sense like i mean you're i mean anything anytime you pick up an anthology you never know what you're going to open up to and we got creators from all around the world working on this so it's it's really oh, neat cool. yeah it's it's really neat to see how different people have different um different takes on different things so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty exciting in the next year so i'm pretty i'm pretty stoked but so is that kind of like a horror book yeah oh yeah definitely oh, it's like, nice it's it's a horror book for sure like um uh like my story is uh all about skinwalkers i shouldn't say their name because i shouldn't say their name because then they'll show up at my house and start making noise outside and you know, <laughs> uh, problems like nobody's business so but uh they uh they they make an appearance travis has uh um the ghoulish undead so (laughs) oh cool uh and they're set in different time frames too so mine set in the 80s his is set in world war one so oh very Uh, cool yeah and then there's different stories that are like like i said they they span the generations of the family so and everybody's story has um you know different like it they're different connections to good and bad so it's it's interesting it's every every bit is touched but uh (laughs) like i said you know like we're we're trying to we're trying to do different stuff we we want people to to look at what we're doing with starlight and say oh i like starlight and then go oh battle grapple rebel is also cool because i like wrestling i like space and i like you know different stuff going on i mean galactic pro wrestlers in a civil war i mean like what better time than now (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah and then you like that spooky stuff then we got that for you so yeah horror books were the the genre that i finally got my wife to pick up a comic book like i spent years oh yeah like telling her like you should you should check this out you would absolutely love it and she was always like yeah 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 and so then finally eventually i got her to read Nailbiter by uh, by yeah by joshua williamson and mike henderson yeah, and, I mean that's that's one of my favorites. Just in terms of a uh, a a concept of a story that there's this small town in Oregon where like you know 15 or 16 of America's worst serial killers were mm-hmm. all born and raised, and what's going on in this town that it's creating this. I mean, such an incredible incredible concept. It's very well written. The artwork in it is is really good. And so I kept telling my wife, I'm like, this will be, this has to be the first one you read. And when she read it and then she couldn't put it down. Oh yeah. And so I, I had that all, you know, in print. And so then when it came time to read Nailbiter Returns, that was all on my iPad. And Uh so then she finishes Nailbiter Returns 10 and she's just looking through the other titles in there. And then she starts reading something is killing the children. Oh, Uh, dude. By, by James, uh, Tynion, uh, Tynion the fourth. Right. And, Uh um, and that book is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. so fucking cool that like these kids, you know, imaginary monsters can like come to life and start killing them and only the kids can see it. 
and there's mm-hmm. this, you know, group of monster hunters that go around, you know, trying to keep it quiet and cover it up that it's happening and, and kill the monsters. And, and that like kind of opened the floodgates for her. So now she's like constantly reading all these different comic books. Um, she just finished uh, Alex and Ada by Jonathan Luna and Sarah Vaughn. And then she, she started the, the, the next series that those two teamed up on called eternal empire, okay. which is like a, a fantasy book. And she's reading that one right now, but um, so proud of her. She's read all a saga now too. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, you can get lost in that. Like, oh, uh, dude. Saga's I just mean, next level. It's yeah. I can't wait till my kids are old enough to, to, right? to show them that. Like I have no problem with them reading invincible, but it's like, no, you guys are not reading saga until you're fucking that's, adults. <laughs> yeah. No, like I, I, I was like, I was like, like when you say saga, it's like, man, that's, that's a book that like, I, that, I think like when I was younger, when I was younger, when I was younger, back when, <laughs> back, back when I was like flying down to hang out with Mike when we were trying to, you know, write for Fox, but like, like uh, um, we'd be like waiting for, for loss to come on, you know, like, Oh man, yes. I can't wait for the next episode. But like saga, man, that was like a, that like oh when's the next one coming out like when is that coming out oh man i can't wait till that's coming out (laughs) and then it went on hiatus for like three years it was oh my my local comic shop like fantasian that's like the the shop that i i would like hit up all the time like there that was like the like i was like paula when she's like i don't know i know as much (laughs) as you do and i'm like please please Oh, I need it. I need it now. I know. I, t- I told my wife, I'm like, you started reading this at just the right time because, like, issue like 56, I think it just dropped. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, you picked just the right time. I was like, because you're going to be able to, like, just roll right past 54 where the rest of the world was stuck for three years. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can read freely <laughs> and be like, be content knowing that you're you're not going to be waiting for a while Yeah, and be happy. Yeah. It's been, it's been pretty cool though, to walk out in the living room and see like every member of my family, like reading a different comic book. And I'm like, wow, mission accomplished. (laughs) Like this is incredible. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, my wife, she's a, like, she's a big Archie's Archie's fan. Like she's always read the Archie's books. Like, like as a, like as a kid, that was her like go-to shoe, jump on her bike, ride down to the, you know, the market, pick up an Archie's book, come back, you know, read that and stuff. And then like, she even has like, you know, Betty and Veronica tattooed on her, you know, she's like, that's, she, she is an Archie's fan. Uh, meeting Dan Parent, uh, and, and Bob Smith was like, uh, like top level for her. <laughs> you know, she's <laughs> like, Oh my God. Um, this is so cool. <laughs> like, you know, that's like, it, it, and you know, other people are like, calm down (laughs) (laughs) i it's it's it but 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 it's it's cool to it it is cool to see when there's a thing like that you know and then the same like she loves babysitters books babysitters clubs books and and she like she reads those like um you know they're like a they're a nice like kids graphic novel but they're but they're fun they're a fun read i've read them all 
and I'm like, I want the next one, but they're we're in the same place. Like we're we're at the place where Saga was at, you know. <laughs> like when's the next <laughs> one coming out? It's not it's not coming out fast enough. Come on, come on, <laughs> make the next book. There's a bunch of books. Come on, make the next make the next graphic. Come on, <laughs> it'll get here. And I've I've tried to get her to read some other stuff. Uh, she's she's dabbled a bit. She's she's picked up a saga book here and there, um, but it's like it it's got to have a bite to it, you know, not a bite like a like a reality feel to her, you know. She's gotta she's gotta read that like and feel like oh, okay, cool. She's read all the like, Scott Pilgrim books and stuff like that. She's like okay, oh, yeah, you know, I she she's like there's enough realism to the book that it's like, okay, it's real, but it's not real, but it's real, but it's not real. <laughs> yeah. You know? So is where I'm like, give me Howard the duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love all sorts of wild shit. Like, um, what's, a, what's another one? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that both boys and Lindsay all read all of birthright. Okay. I don't know if you've ever read that one. That's like I have a not. 50 issue but- run. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, do you know like the 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 gist of it? Now give it to me. Oh, okay. So, so no no spoilers here beyond the first issue. So it starts off. This kid uh, is playing like uh, catch with his dad in some park that's right along the edge of some woods. And the dad gets a call from the mom. He's saying, "Oh yeah, I'm just here at the park playing ball with Mikey." He throws the ball really far. It goes in the woods. Mikey goes running after it. Mikey disappears. And they, they're like, oh, my God, they, they've launched, you know, they search the woods. He can't be found. And then it kind of goes through this course of the this year after Mikey disappears of this Dude. family, like completely imploding. Like um, the, the police start like kind of looking at the husband like he's the one who did it. Uh, public oh, discourse kind of starts going that way also. And so then the wife is like even starts suspecting the husband. Uh, no. the, the older brother is getting in fights in school, you know, with kids saying, you know, you know, qu- quit putting up these missing posters of your little brother. You're bumming everybody out. Everybody knows your dad killed him, yada, yada. And then they get this call one night and the dad's, you know, kind of half in the bottle, uh, just got served with divorce papers. It's the year anniversary of the kid going missing. And the no. cops call him and say, hey, we picked up this drifter you know, in, in the mountains near where Mikey went missing and we need you to come down here and they go and look at him. And it's like this Conan, the barbarian looking dude, big Jack dude covered in like these tribal tattoos, big beard, like was just bristling with all these medieval weapons when they caught him. And they're like, he says he's Mikey and his fingerprints match. What? And so he said that when he disappeared, that day a year ago, he went through a portal and was taken over to this other world where he was this chosen one that had to grow up there. Time moves faster in this other world. And he actually spent several years of his life there learning how to, you know, fight. And he took out this this evil king and then came back to our side, came back to our world. Oh, wild. It's fucking like the dad, like immediately is like, that's Mikey. Like before the cops even say, you know, the fingerprints confirm, like he just looks at me, he's like, that's my son. <laughs> and then there's like a whole bunch more to it where Mikey's not telling him the full truth of it. And it's a 50 issue run. It's Joshua Williamson. And uh, I think it was uh, on, uh, Andre Bresson, maybe did the art. Okay. I, I could be messing up his name and I apologize if I am because the artwork in it is fantastic. 
Um, but yeah, Birthright's a good one. Like, I was so stoked to get my kids to read that. I'm like, I'm such a fantasy nerd. Anyway, yeah. like, that was my first big genre. Well, like, beyond, you know, once I graduated past Dean R. Kuntz books. <laughs> like, when I first discovered fantasy books, that's where, like, my, my reading, like, really took off. Right. And I was just absorbed in every fantasy book I could find in the school library. And so the first time I ever read Birthright, I was like, holy shit, this is like an independent comic book that is just right up my alley. And super entertaining. Uh, the the you know Every story arc in it is really good. It's one of those books that I lost track of the amount of times that that book made me cry. You know, oh, like it, it's just got everything. And... And I, I find also in my older age, I, I tend to be moved pretty easy. Like I was talking to Lindsay after she finished Alex and Ada and I was like, did that make you cry? And she's like, no. And I'm like, fuck, I cry all the time. Oh man. <laughs> Dude. You should, uh, if, if you like that kind of stuff, um, and, and like horror, like fantasy horror, like, um, I'm not sure if you heard of, uh, Midnight Highway. No. It's an independent book. Uh, Bad Bug puts it out. So um, Mike Tanner wrote it. Um, not Mike Tanner. Mike Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> I I mistakenly he mistakenly messaged the wrong Mike one night, <laughs> and he's like, "What's up, dude? What what are you messaging me for?" And I'm like, "Uh, that's too funny." Oh, <laughs> um. But super, super nice dude, like super cool dude, nice guy, good writer. And uh, so him and uh, Alex Madej wrote this and uh, is lettered by Dave Lentz, art by Alex Malesi, Malesiv. I'm going to mess up the name. I'm really bad at it. Uh, and uh, colors by Hedwin Zalvadar. I'm really bad, really bad. But the uh, the... The book, um, uh, books one and two, like super good. Like it's, it's almost like, uh, like the best way to describe it is like guy goes on a, on a date and like he's going home and he goes home and he's stuck on the road and he can't get off of it. And like everything bad that can happen from a horror movie begins to happen. Like, you know, all the bad stuff and he's trying to figure out like, what's happening he's stuck on a midnight highway that's the best way you know i mean like obviously it's the name of the title yeah but like um like it was one of those things where like they they put out a vhs like with it and i was like backed because <laughs> i i'm a VHS nerd. <laughs> I, love, I love vhs i'm i'm in a couple of vhs groups um i collect them <laughs> so i i make them <laughs> um <laughs> I, so like I, I was like, okay, I'm backing it one for that, and then two, like the guy seems really cool. Like I like accidentally messaged him because I I follow him, but I messaged him and he responded back like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> like just like, <laughs> okay, but uh, but I've talked to him a handful of times in the uh, since then, and uh, just like his his books are really good. Like this book is, um, it's a little bit like in book one there's like if you like the thing there's a little bit of that in it and the i I can't i can't explain it enough there's like it's just like wow i don't know and like yeah i don't know i love i love weird indie books um um i'm trying to think of like there's another one if you give me one second 
Give me one second. I got to do yeah, this no one worries. up because like this is, this one's really good too. Oh, I, I found it. I'm going to put this on mute because I'm going to make a bunch of noise. <laughs> All right. I'm back. Cool. Killer bad. All right. So Jeffrey, Jeffrey Burdant uh, wrote this and this is like, um, I'm going to go through and mess up everybody else's names too. Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Burdant wrote it. Jason Gunger did the art and lettered logo and designed by Jeff Powell. Uh, the the basic thing is like a uh, imagine uh, uh, a superhero group from the '90s. Like just throw a dart at any superhero group from the '90s. Uh, like tell me, give me a name. Uh, X Men. Not them. <laughs> like, like a bad one oh like like a bad one from the 90s like like yeah i mean like you know like young blood okay there you go i said that out loud i said that out loud (laughs) you know what's funny is i was actually leaning towards that i was like i was like what are some of those (laughs) so i wasn't far off from young blood so don't feel bad i i I like young blood but (laughs) so just anyone listening is like oh greg hates young blood dude i have young blood trading cards right next to me (laughs) i have books in my long box of course i grew up in the 90s i like young blood i have young blood books in my long boxes too (laughs) (laughs) but so like yeah imagine imagine a group like young blood being told they have to go to this island to go retrieve a thing and when they get there there's a serial killer Oh shit! Like Jason Voorhees, and he is there to kill them all. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So it's like, what is happening? This is like, it, it is killer bad. <laughs> is the killer bad? Are they killer bad? Is it? This is just killer bad. It is. Um. It was one of those things where I was like, I. Like I saw the the promo poster, which is a Friday the Thirteenth uh, stylized poster, but it is like the the superhero group um, that they send to the island, and they're all like by a cabin in the outline of the serial killer. And I'm like, done. Oh, excellent. I have to have this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I love this. And so I like I literally bought um, like a bunch for the shop. Like our shop isn't even a comic shop. Like people are like, you sell comics. I'm like, we have a box of comics and we sell some independent comics, but it's like a retro store. And this is like nineties stuff. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like your weird nineties throwback thing. I love weird nineties throwback stuff. And yeah. So like our store is like all weird nineties, not weird nineties. It's just like, I mean, eighties, nineties, seventies, you know, all that stuff. And you know, it's, it's just like people can go there and lose their minds. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta have this book for that shop because this is like too good, too good. So that sounds like a fun one. It is. It's super, it's, it's super fun. It's like ridiculous. It was like one of those things where I'm like, um, yeah, I, I gotta get this. I've, I, I've, I've met Jeff, uh, jeffrey a few times and uh he's just a super nice dude and like just just super fun and when when i saw that he was doing this book i was like okay he's super cool he's super fun i can only imagine like whatever came out of his brain 
would be cool and i was not disappointed so (laughs) (laughs) nice dude well speaking of super fun i've had the best time talking with you tonight greg oh man dude i've had a good time talking with you like i thought we were going for five hours we're going for five hours i (laughs) i drink three five hour energy drinks are you supposed to drink three in a row (laughs) like because i'm buzzing and shaking and feeling all weird so is that how you're supposed to I, I had meant to, because it's, you know, this is, uh, since you're on the West Coast, like, I I started recording here a lot later than than usual. And so earlier, I was like, shit, I'm going to have to get a Red Bull or something, because I'm usually falling asleep about the time that we were starting here. And I ended up just taking a nap instead. I did it the old-fashioned way. Oh, and, the old-fashioned. And it, yeah. it worked pretty well. But I was like, oh, if I'm tired, I'm going to make a coffee before this. And I'm glad I didn't, because <laughs> otherwise I would be definitely like- be up all night. <laughs> be like let's go all let's up all night gilbert godfrey rest in peace oh yeah (laughs) oh that one hurt i know i know i was like oh man the the five-year-old kid in me that would like sneak into the living room to watch up all night with him when he shouldn't be watching trauma movies (laughs) (laughs) why i don't know (laughs) dad asleep on the couch me flipping it over (laughs) (laughs) well i gotta definitely get you on for another one because this was too much fun and i i feel like we've just scratched the surface (laughs) of of what the two of us could be chatting about oh yeah no there's there's a ton more we could we could we could go off on 20 tangents and stuff like that this is just a this is a taste this is a taste (laughs) well excellent man so yeah definitely check out greg's books uh, Starlight and Junior Braves of the Apocalypse. Junior Braves of the Apocalypse, there's two volumes out uh, right now. And uh, Starlight, you guys are just about to be just about to be shipping issue four, right? Yeah, shipping issue four. So you can go uh, go check out our our um, you can go check out our Kickstarter page for that, and then it'll just redirect you to Battle Grab a Rebel. <laughs> Battle Grab a Rebel. <laughs> Excellent. That's, that's what we want you to go get. And uh, you know. check out the show notes because I will put a link to that in the in the show notes to expedite you on your way to get to get starlight in your life and and yeah. um, <laughs> and this new yeah. one too. Yeah, no, no. Uh, when you when like and, and starlight four will ship and then like like as soon as battle grapple is is done, we're jumping right on to five. So because we want to, we we know there's people hungry for five. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I haven't read four yet, and I'm hungry for five. <laughs> I know we we feel bad because like and and that's the thing is like we couldn't get four out like we wanted to because of like I mean the world is topsy turvy. Yeah. And I guess paper is tough to get a hold of. I feel like we're in Waterworld right now. So, <laughs> oh, paper. I know. Right? I'm like, paper, paper. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, calm yourself, dude. <laughs> you know, in a few years, you're just going to be another weirdo on a motorcycle. I mean, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I love him on that. <laughs> but,. <laughs> so good but and bad he's good and bad he's a killer bad no uh, <laughs> it's 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 what we call a um you know like we just, we just oh man i messed i messed that up man i dropped that <laughs> sometimes it's a swing and a miss <laughs> i know it's a callback but i i messed that up <laughs> awesome well where can people find you greg 
you can find me if you if you like my ramblings uh you can find me on twitter at that amazing twit uh, occasionally i will i will throw a rambling out there you can find me uh on on the instagrams at that amazing twit as well uh you can because that's where i i post all my dope memes i was just gonna say strong meme game <laughs> yeah i i i i like i like the memes i i wake up real early in the morning i farm them really really early to try to get them before they're they're old and uh and get them out there uh but uh so so those are the two main places you can find me you can also find me if you want my more more professional side over at gk wordsmith uh that's my my other twitter handle and i also have a facebook page for that as well which i don't actually post enough on apparently but you can also find me at starlight posting a lot of memes and uh and 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 updates and stuff like that for the starlight and overcast stuff so so those are the places that you can find mr greg and uh or 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 the junior braves uh instagram where where mike and i throw stuff up occasionally and the junior braves facebook page so you just look up junior brave 65 and you'll find us Hell yeah. Check him out, people. Uh, Thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been StartCast.